Welcome to Little Detours, Shortcuts with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. Today, I want to share the shortcut to serenity, which I think it is to pause often. Rarely do we just pause just to give ourselves space. My friends in recovery shared this wisdom with me from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Quote, in all times of emotional disturbance or indecision, we can pause, ask for quiet, and in the stillness, simply say, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So who doesn't need a bit more calm and stillness? I know I do especially now with the coronavirus, sheltering in place with the ones you love, but some days aren't sure you like. You know, it's really important we all make time to pause, to give ourselves a break. I try to go for a walk every single day, no matter what the weather. I study the trees, and an old friend taught me to look for the space in between the branches. The space is where the light gets in. And I think that's where it gets into our own lives. So we need to kind of create space, space in our home, Build a little refuge. Maybe it's on your little nightstand next to your bed. You have something that makes you feel happy. Maybe it's the laundry room if that's the only place you can get away from the kids. Also, I create times to pause for the day just to kind of check in with myself. I've been known to set a timer on my phone just to remind myself to stop. What I do every day is meditate. I used to do it for like 45 minutes to an hour, and then I realized I really didn't need to do that long to just get centered and quiet. Some people do two minutes. If you just sit for a minute and just breathe. I once heard a minute is a moment with handles on it. And I thought that was kind of cool to just pause. And then at lunchtime, maybe give yourself a little reboot. In the evening, just to pause and give thanks. Another tip I've learned is to practice restraint of tongue and pen. To pause before I post something on Facebook or like something that might be cruel or share a video of somebody in their worst moment. I sure wouldn't want somebody videotaping me at my worst moment. So I try not to share those. So before I share anything, before I speak, I really do try to pause and say, Regina, is this kind? Is this true? Is this helpful? Is this necessary? And usually like two out of four, I can't say yes to. I've also learned the four absolutes from my friends in recovery. Honesty, purity, unselfishness, and love. And the questions that go with them. Those four absolutes are kind of like bubble wrap, kind of like a safety helmet. They keep you from bumping into people and hurting yourself. They're kind of filters. And the questions are, is it right or wrong? Is it true or false? Is it ugly or beautiful? How does this affect the other person? It's kind of like editing yourself. You know, I'm a writer and It's always nice to have a good editor. So I think sometimes those absolutes are like my editor. They're my filter. Another thing I've learned to do is to practice the wait technique. To ask yourself, why am I talking? And wait and just do more listening. It's hard to just be present and listen. I'm not a great listener, but I'm working on it. There's another great tip from Michael Singer, who wrote two beautiful books, The Untethered Soul and The Surrender Experiment. And what he says is to do this when you pass through a doorway or when you get in your car, to just pause and remind yourself 
that you are standing on a planet spinning through space in a universe that goes on forever. It really does put things in perspective. I try to do that anytime I go to see my grandkids. Before I get out of my car, I pause and remember that I'm walking into their house as their grandmother. And they don't care what other burdens are on my shoulders. They want me to come in with joy. So I pause and climb into that joyful me. Another thing I try to do is listen to songs that I love and really pay attention to the space between the notes. I play piano. I don't play it well, but I enjoy playing it because when you pause, it's almost like it gives every note kind of room to breathe and have its own little moment of hallelujah. You know, listen to something like Pachelbel's Canon and the space is what gives each note like the stem of a flower. It holds it up. Another thing to do is have a place that feels like your own personal retreat space. It could be a pond, it could be a waterfall, it could be under a big willow tree. When I was a kid, I used to ride my bike to the cemetery. It was the only place to be quiet. I grew up in a house with 11 kids. So if you wanted to get away, you definitely had to get out of the house. So I would ride my bike and sit under this big willow tree. Sometimes I take a journal, sometimes I just took a nap. But to just have that peace to that little refuge to create that. So you practice pausing, it becomes like a spiritual muscle. You kind of build it up. And then when you need the quiet, you find it's a lot easier to return to it. You know, the last years of my mom's life, she was in assisted living in an Alzheimer's unit at Light of Hearts in Bedford, Ohio. It's a beautiful facility, but it was still hard to have her go there and stay there and take her out of the home that she loved. And I had to, every time I visited her, to really pause in the parking lot and remember that I was walking in as her daughter and more likely her caretaker, that I was there to help her, not there to get something, but to give. What could I bring to the occasion, not what could I get out of it? And so I would practice pausing every time I left the place, every time I came to the place to kind of unburden myself before I went in and after. And one day I got a call from Light of Hearts. They said my mom was not feeling well. They were going to have her see the doctor the next day. And that little voice inside said, go see your mom right now. So I drove to Light of Hearts with my husband, went to visit her, and her hands were kind of trembling, which had never happened before. And because I've learned to pause, I could hear that little still voice inside of me. And it said, Regina, if you never saw your mom again, what would you want to say to her? And I sat on the couch next to her and I put my hand on her shoulder and I stroked her white, beautiful hair. It was like angel hair. And I just touched it knowing that, I don't know, maybe it might be my last time. I told my mom that I loved her and I had my husband take a picture of us. And when I left there, I told my husband, that's the last time I'm ever going to see my mom. He goes, oh, no, no, she'll be around a long time. We got home, went to bed. And about 4.35 in the morning, the phone rang. And as soon as I heard it ring, I knew that my mom had passed. My husband handed me the phone and said, oh my God, you were right. And because I practiced pausing, I could be fully present to the woman on the phone who called crying to say that my mother had just died. And that pause gave me the chance to comfort her and to not just climb into my loss, but they had seen my mother every single day for three years. And I was able to offer comfort and then put my clothes on and drive to Light of Hearts some 20 minutes away. And when I got there, there was actually a police officer at the door who wouldn't let me in 
because he said there had been a death. And I said, I know it, it's my mom. She died. And he said, well, we have to make sure there's been no foul play, which I kind of laughed because it was a nursing home, uh, actually uh, an assisted living. There was definitely no foul play. But instead of getting angry or defensive, I felt like it was a message from the universe or God to just pause. And in that quiet moment when I couldn't go in the door, I said that serenity prayer. And I really asked for the serenity to accept the things I could not change, which is that my mother had just died. And the courage to change the things I can to be my best self, my best daughter, the best person to walk in that door, the person that had to call five sisters and five brothers, all my mom's children, to tell them that they had just lost their mom. And so that pause, God gave me this buffer zone to really be my best self. And when I went into the nursing home, I got to be there with my mom and to be in that quiet and to feel what was left of her presence around me. And I truly believe when someone dies, there is that quiet moment when their spirit still lingers. And in that moment, I felt I got to say goodbye to my mom in this beautiful private farewell, just the two of us, and really pause and thank her. And I stayed with her until the funeral home came. And as they wheeled her body out of light of hearts, I stayed with her. And the light above, it caught something in her eyes, which were still open. And I know having worked at a funeral home, that's common when someone dies, is their eyes to be open. But it felt like a flicker, like a little twinkle. And I almost felt like she was saying goodbye to me. And I walked her all the way to the, the waiting vehicle for her. And as she left, I just felt this swirl of beautiful energy around me and around her. And it was like this holy moment. And it could have been the most sad, saddest moment of losing my mom or a, a panic moment of sadness or grief. But that practicing pausing every day helped me to be my best self when it would have been so easy to be my worst self. Now, that doesn't mean I'm my best self every day. But I got to tell you, when I'm not, I can catch myself. And the first thing I do is hit the brakes of me and pause and go to that serenity prayer, which gives me that buffer zone that allows me to be a better Regina. So I hope you find a way to pause in your life so you can be your best self for yourself first and for all those people that you love and maybe don't always like, but we come to like them better after we do pause. I want to thank you for listening to Little Detour Shortcuts. You can hear guests interviewed on my longer podcasts, just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcast or at your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and a review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. While you're there, you can sign up to receive weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go pause. Pause.